KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. This is KYW News Radio In Depth. I'm Matt Leon. So we are in a place where it's not crazy to think about what life will be like after the pandemic. So what will that mean for your finances? What questions should you be asking? What approach should you be taking for your money in a world where COVID is no longer the driving force behind just about all your big decisions? Wanted to talk more about this, so we caught up with Andrew Rosen. He is the president of Diversified Lifelong Advisors. Get his thoughts on planning going forward. Give a listen. So let's start with kind of a broad overview as we sit here. What do you feel about the American economy? We've been all over the place, obviously, during the pandemic. But looking ahead, are you optimistic, cautious? How are you looking at it overall? Great question, Matt. And thanks for having me on. When I look at the overall economy, I think we weathered the storm remarkably well, better than most of us can even still to this date conceive. And I think we're positioned really well moving forward. There certainly were some industries that have really been hurt. The leisure and travel industry and entertainment comes to mind, obviously. But I I, I think what we are looking at is the second half of this year, things really opening up. I think people have been bottlenecked. They're they're ready. I, I mean, for better or worse, we are ready to get back out there, spend. Earnings just came out in, with with all the S&P 500 companies and 73% was positive, some some surprisingly high number. So, so we're ready. We were stood in and now we're ready to move on. As you, as we look ahead, what are, and I know it's, there are a lot of people in a lot of different situations, but as much as we can generalize, when people are trying to set their financial agenda going forward, coming out of this pandemic and more of a return to normalcy, what would you say are, are some of the biggest questions they should be asking themselves, the biggest things they should be looking at to put themselves in the best spot? Yeah, I, I think it starts high level, which is this past year has taught us a lot about ourselves and our spend, right? People haven't spent money on restaurants and ball games and concerts, and they haven't spent money on going on family vacation. So I think the first key thing is we've all weathered, to your point, Matt, we've all weathered it differently. Some industries were helped by this, some were decimated and everything in between. So I think it's first important to understand who you are after this. What's important to you? Where do you want to spend your dollars most impactful? Because most of us have been tighter with what we've spent the past year and have had realized that I don't need to go out to a restaurant five days a week to have a nice time or to enjoy myself. And I can do that much more economical. So I think first it's realizing. And the second part is reflecting on what your financial position is a year later. Were you one of those people that needed bailouts and, and your, your savings got decimated, you or your spouse lost your job, and now we have to work to rebuild? Are you one of those types of clients for us? Are you someone who we're just going to spend differently moving forward? Or are you someone that has hordes of cash or was really helped by this and we're, we're readjusting moving forward differently and, and with a greater sense of putting ourselves ahead of the the eight ball, as they say. So I really, that's how I look at it, sort of bifurcating those two, two 
spectrums. One is let's reflect on where we want to spend. And two is let's reflect on what this pandemic did to us financially and how do we right the ship or keep cruising or whatever the situation has done to you personally. Let's start with the discussion about the people that were hammered by this for one reason or another, be it lost a job, they owned a restaurant, uh, they couldn't make it through, you know, an entire year of changing regulations and all that. Um, And people that, you know, barely were able to keep it together, but do see, if not brighter days ahead, at least the possibility. What, what do you tell people in that, in that type of situation? Where do you start when you're trying to rebuild, as you said? Yeah, first, first is mentally. I think I always tell myself, you got to have faith, right? In life, one of my favorite sayings is life has a funny way of working out. So I think just getting yourself mentally prepared that you're going to get through this is helpful because there's magic and momentum, as they say. And if your momentum is leading you towards a dark place, it's going to be hard, much harder to dig out of it than if it's going the other direction. So, so now that you're in a good place mentally for those that were hard hit, I think it's important to figure out how do we rebuild the core? How do we get back to fundamentals? If you were in Hurricane Katrina and your house was decimated, it's, it's don't worry about it being the house that it was today. First, we have to clear the debris, right? And so in, in the financial world, similar similar notion, right? If you went into debt because of it or lost your job, we have to start simple and start small. Or we decimated our emergency savings. Well, we go to those lines of defense that we need to get back to, to the right side first, right? So that person lost their job, all focuses on as the world's opening up, let's get you a job. Let's not worry about you had to take a 401k loan or you did things that will set you back. We'll get to that. It's start simple, start small, one step in front of the next, and do it with a positive attitude because it, it's magical what that can do to you. Now let's talk about the people that we hear written a lot about, you know, this, uh, the, this pent-up demand in this country, the people that have been able to work from home and all of a sudden saved three, $4,000 a year because they didn't have to commute and didn't have to buy new uh, outfits every month, uh, you know, stuff like that. It adds up. Uh, for those people that maybe have a nest egg that's a lot bigger than it was before, what are the, what are the prudent ways they can go about making that not last, but ha- helping to build it and, and help make life a little bit easier? Yeah. So for a lot of people that you're suggesting, Matt, and I've seen it in our practice as well, They've, to your point, they haven't gone on that $20,000 vacation. They haven't, I mean, heck, a lot of their kids aren't even, they're for college, aren't even paying room and board right now. And so these people who have a built up nest egg, there's, you see one of two things happening. Uh, one is we're using those funds to get ahead of the game. Everyone could use a little more savings in the, for retirement or money saved for their kids' college. So we're putting it to work for their finances, building up that emergency savings even greater, or getting ahead, 
some people are getting out of a hole that was dug for them from a previous issue. And so you see that with some of these people, and that's a really good use. And the others, what I'm saying is they're just preparing to spend it differently or more intelligently or just it's pent up to be spent on that category to begin with. They couldn't do that that cruise, that retirement cruise around the world they had planned. They're just doing it next year, right? Or they're doing two vacations next year because they still want to go to Israel and to Costa Rica, right? It, so I think it's delayed some of the spending, but I firmly believe you're going to see us revert back to normal real quickly and real strongly. People are people are ready, and the funds are there, and they're ra- they're raring to go. What do you think is a bigger pool? Is it people that were able to to weather this storm and do pretty well? You know, the people that only the worst thing they had to do was put off a vacation, or is it the people that you know had to use the food bank for the first time after donating to that food bank for years and uh, you know, where rent or mortgage month to month was, you know, a crapshoot pretty much every month. Which do you think is a deeper pool at this point in the American economy? It's a great question. I would tell you anecdotally of the people we deal with, it's probably the latter. It's probably people who are as good, if not better off. Now, we're also dealing with people that work with a financial planner who have hundreds of thousands of dollars saved and are higher level executive. So it, it's kind of a skewed vantage point I have. I can tell you that the studies would suggest, or, or the data would suggest the, the, the former, which is unemployment is really high. We're printing money to keep us afloat. So I think if I had to go in one direction as a totality of our economies, probably more people have been hurt. You talked about spending differently, maybe in some cases spending wiser. Do you anticipate that as a long-term strategy for people? Because people like what they like. And I think our memories in a lot of cases can be short where, yeah, we adjust our finances, but over time, all of a sudden we've gotten back into the habits as life has gotten back to normal and do you anticipate a lot of the financial changes people are making to be more short-term or long-term going forward? Uh, Matt, that's a great question. And, and there's a, I guess it depends who. So, And I mean that not to be completely vague, but I think if you're 23 years old, you're not really impacted by this from a long-term spend mentality. I think if you're 55 and you just – didn't go to restaurants or you, or you spent that money on home, your garden and your, your oasis that is your home that you now love spending time in, I think you will, those people will spend differently. I think that there is a big demographic that, that has been forced to say, I'm going to take this dollar that can only be split so many ways and I'm going to spend it here. And then they've now associated that they get more enjoyment out of life by spending it on experiences or the, or conversely the lack thereof and, and will be forever changed. I also think Matt, you've seen a lot of trends that were already, already trending that will have really expedited. You've seen things that will, that probably would have taken us five, 10 years from our economy standpoint that have 
overnight happened and it's going to cause people to spend differently and businesses to spend differently, quite frankly. What's the number one question you've been asked in the last year? Or I shouldn't, what the most, the most consistent question from almost, from the most, uh, most of your clients, what's the top question you get? Should I do anything with my portfolio right now? And the answer almost categorically has been no. We've set you up. We believe that you build financial plans in good times to prepare for the bad times. And so if you're prepared, you'll get through it. And sometimes it's hard to hear when you see your portfolio drop or conversely come out of it and you and it drives a lot of emotions for these people, for all people, quite frankly. Is there a question you're surprised you haven't been asked more? Something you prepared for or thought that you would get a lot of questions about that just never really is materialized? Yeah, I thought I'd have a lot more people actually wanting to go to cash. We actually built a portfolio in anticipation of clients saying, bring me to cash. And we said, we told ourselves it would be capital preservation would be alternative to cash because interest rates were going down. At least we'd have a smart place for them to put their money. Maybe one person, if I think about it at most out of a thousand clients went that direction. So the, the average investor was pretty resilient through it that we dealt with. And what's the, I asked you what you think about the, you know, looking forward when you talk to your clients, take their temperatures, is their optimism going forward or people, is it cautious or do people at this point not quite know what to, what to think? There's a lot of unknowns, certainly. I think I would, I would categorize what our clients are feeling as cautiously optimistic. I think people, honestly, Matt, I think people are, for good or bad, are over this. They just are, and they're, they're ready to move on. We'll see what the efficacy of the vaccine is. We're, we're going to learn a lot over the next couple of months. But people are ready. Airports are starting to fill up, right? Restaurants are starting to have – people are going inside and at-risk people too, not just 22-year-olds. That, But we are seeing restaurants full of gray hair individuals. So I think that tells you something. That's it for this episode of KYW News Radio In-Depth. You can listen and subscribe to the podcast on the Radio.com app or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Matt Leon, and we'll have another episode out soon.